Welcome to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. Get ready for hot takes, strong opinions, and good laughs. Hailing from Minnesota, your host, Brandon Hannum. Welcome back. Thank you all for joining me again today to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. With you always, Brandon. Bills, Vikings at Buffalo, 6-2. and two. 3 and 0 at home Buffalo Bills take on our beloved Minnesota Vikings 7 and 1 scorching hot. But you kind of know how I feel about them the Vikings being scorching hot. They haven't really had that marquee win. They keep winning close and hey, in the NFL we'll take every victory. I wanted a dominating win versus the Commanders. We just didn't get it unfortunately. We just did not have that boom, pow, powerful win. And we before Josh Allen's injury, we were coming into this weekend. I was so excited. I was so excited for this game. To, so the Vikings can really, as much as we love that they're 7-1 and one and all the, now it's starting to get national media and Kirk Cousins and the chains and the shirtlessness and their Vikings are starting to kind of become a team to talk about, there is a little bit of doubt. And that doubt is that they haven't played anyone at full power of like a winning record. They played beat up Packers and I don't need to go over it over and over again, but they haven't really played Dandy Dahl and Teddy Bridgewater. Everyone's been at their worst when they play the Vikings. The Vikings have taken full advantage of that, so full credit. But the games are close. It's not like they're winning 34-10. And so this Buffalo Bills game was kind of the start of the schedule picking up and those excuses going away because I want to qu- you know squash those excuses too. But it's impossible to squash them when it keeps getting kind of proven right. They haven't really played anyone. And if they go into Buffalo facing our boy Case Keenum, it's even if they win comfortably, I'm talking 27-14, I'll give a prediction at the end of the pod, but 27-14 or something, it just won't feel as good as fully healthy Josh Allen. Even if Josh Allen plays, unfortunately with that UCL injury he's been dealing with, Questionable missing practices. He's not going to play. If he does play, he's going to be 30% of his power. In Buffalo, it was supposed to be an in Buffalo, all-time, regular season, noon game, everyone watching. It was supposed to be the game that, like, hey, Minnesota, we have arrived. We are real. But, unfortunately, Josh Allen's probably going to miss this game. If he doesn't, it's going to be... Very, very, uh, not as exciting, not as full power, Josh Allen. So, a little bit about Buffalo, in case you guys don't know. Y'all know Buffalo's good. And they're led by, of course, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. The most even trade in all of sports history? Stefan Diggs was always great for the Minnesota Vikings. He wasn't Buffalo, Stefan Diggs, though. Maybe 10% or, I mean, 90% less or more of Buffalo. Let me completely rephrase that. He was at 90% of what he is at Buffalo, but that that extra 10% makes him a top three, top four, top five receiver in the NFL with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL also throwing to him. And give Stefan Diggs a lot of credit. I think he was a little bit 
of a cult culture and locker room. I wouldn't say nightmare. I don't think he was a diva. I think he was just really weird. I saw a video one time on YouTube, and it was a player going around the locker room saying, who would you want your sister not to date? The last person you'd want to date on the team. Everyone. It was before, who do you want them to date, and who would you not want them to date? Everyone said Stefan Diggs. Like, 80% of the video. Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs. Nope, 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 nope. There's a reason. I think he's really fun and, and exciting, but at least Minnesota Stefan, I can't speak for Buffalo Stefan. I just see his stats go absolutely nutty. 857 yards, 7 touchdowns just this year. Minnesota Diggs, with his, even though he had that Minnesota miracle with Case Keenum, I love it that on the same team. Uh, might have been a little bit more of a headache than what they were hoping for. So they traded him for a first-round pick, and that first-round pick ended up Justin Jefferson. And we ended up getting Jalen Ragger, too. Uh, the, the wide receiver picked over Justin Jefferson. So it was really, really, it worked out great, because Jefferson's way better of a fit in Minnesota than Diggs was. Diggs is a way better fit in Buffalo than he was in Minnesota. We actually know how to utilize Jefferson. Everything is great. Perfect trade. Everyone wins. I think Buffalo fans are happy. I think the absolute Minnesota Viking fans are happy. We don't have to pay him. The Buffalo can pay him. It's great. Everybody wins that trade. A-plus all around. So, the actual Buffalo Bills now. Let's talk about their stats a bit. The Vikings have scored about 195, 193 points. And have allowed about 161. The Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, have scored 220. So nearly 30 more points in the same span of games. And have only allowed... By the way, the Bills are on my fantasy team, so I'm very happy about it. But have only allowed 118. So you're getting one of the best offenses and defenses in the NFL. This team is, like, ready to win a Super Bowl. And can you imagine if the Buffalo Bills and Vikings were in the Super Bowl? Two teams that haven't won it before that have, like, been hurt by other situations and crazy moments. This black cat kind of running across the field kind of feeling. And they get to play each other for the Super Bowl. That hype would be out of this world. But it's not the Super Bowl. It's November 13th on a regular season game. The Bills are a better team. Sorry. I don't mean to be insulting. I don't need to be rude. Now, the Vikings have a little bit more magic, I will say. I say there's a little bit more swag, and I don't mean... I do. You know what? I do mean. I don't mean just the chains on Kirk, but that's a part of that little magic. There's a chemistry, a love, a bond, I believe, with O'Connell and the team and the locker room. And there was kind of a viral video that surfaced this week. And it's unfair, because it's a one snippet. You're choosing one snippet versus one snippet. But it was a back-to-back video, Zimmer addressing his team after a win, and then O'Connell. Zimmer just did his classic old fogey self, and was like, hey, good job, oh, good job, D, we'll go over the film on Monday, have a great weekend. Everyone was like, clap, clap, clap. O'Connell, on the other hand, KOC, just had high energy, so excited to win, and everyone was... Every, talk about get that man a chain for Kirk and everyone holler, hollering. It's just a stop. It's unfair to Zimmer because that's the video that they decided to show. But 
I have a feeling that's really what it was like, especially when I don't know how you can not get along with Kirk Cousins, but somehow Zimmer didn't. So the Bills are probably just a straight-up better football team. They're a better defense, for sure. That's not debatable. The star power on the Vikings is phenomenal, but as a unit, the Bills are locked down. To, to Darius White, uh, uh, Micah Hyde, Edmonds, you name Did They got a little Poyer who might not play, actually. But I even named all those players, and they all are questionable. And it sucks. I don't want them questionable. I want them at their full power. We won't be at our full power possibly with Dalvin Tomlinson out and Bradbury out. They're all questionable. Thielen is back. He's on again, off again, off the injury report, but he fully participated today. Today is Thursday, by the way. So you guys might, when you listen to this, Josh on might be, his status might be clear. But when I'm recording it, it's not clear. But like the Bills, questionable players, Tredavious White. Kari Elam, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Josh Allen. These are like the identity of the Bills. And if the Vikings go in there, win 23-20 in a fourth quarter comeback against Case Keenum and the downtrod Bills, yay. The Bills score more points a game than the Vikings. 27.5 for the Bills, 24 for the Vikings. Points allowed, fourteen only 14 for the Bills. Only 20 for the Vikings. Say what you will. They're not maybe the greatest yards team, but or yards allowed team, but they're not also allowing too much. 20 is enough in the NFL, as long as you're scoring 24. <laughs> you know, 20, only allowing 20 points, your offense in the NFL, if this was college, this is a nightmare, but in the NFL, it should allow 24 points. That's great. The Bills average about 75 more yards of offense a game. A lot of weapons, a lot of... I'm shocked the Bills didn't go for Christian McCaffrey. I bet they did, but I'm shocked they didn't. Like, here's every first round from 2028, Carolina. Like, Christian McCaffrey on that team, they're having a platoon with Singletary as a running back. And Himes, uh, uh, Himes just got traded there. I, uh, I'm i surprised that they didn't, like, full-on in. Because if you guys don't know, the entire Buffalo Bills, from a Panthers fan Perspective is essentially the Panthers of the North. Their GM, Bean, Brandon Bean, is from Carolina. He was the assistant GM of Carolina. Their head coach, Sean McDermott, was the defensive coordinator during the Super Bowl run for the Carolina Panthers. A lot of their early success were a bunch of Panther players that went over there. Their coaching staff, their Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey was the. Fun fact about Ken Dorsey, guys. He was the quarterback's coach for Carolina during Cam Newton's best. MVP years, now he's offensive coordinator for the Bills. So there's a lot of Panther connection. I'm shocked that they didn't grab Christian McCaffrey. With that, that was like the last line of like the Bills switching from like kind of a hybrid Bills Panthers team. McCaffrey's probably the like now the oldest connection to them. I'm surprised. I'm sure they went for him, but just the price they just didn't want to meet. On paper, Bills are just a better team. Now, their losses. Let's talk about the Bills' losses. They open up with a win, 31-10 on the Rams. That seemed like, oh my God, such a great win. The Rams kind of are poo-pooing all over the place with their Super Bowl hangover. Tennessee, 41-7. Shocker. That's when we were like, holy shnikes. The freaking Bills have put up 72 points in two games allowed 17 points. 
with Diggs dropping 300 yards in two games. Like, holy sh- <laughs> Like, watch out. Then, that's when the Miami Dolphins, who at the time still didn't get the respect, started to get going, right? They lost to the Dolphins 21-19. Beat the uh, Ravens, beat, basically started beating the NFC North, so beat the Ravens, beat the Steelers, then it went to the uh, AFC, I said NFC, AFC North. AFC, then they played the Chiefs, beat the Chiefs, primetime game, great game. Bye week, beat the Packers. I think everyone's beating the Packers now. That's not cool anymore. Then lost to the Jets, but Allen wasn't, he was obviously dealing with some pain. He was dealing with that injury, and we just didn't know it yet. The UCL injury. Now they have the Vikings. And I'm I'm just, I want to be a homer. I do. I want to be a homer and be like, oh, the Vikings win. We're 8-1. We beat the Bills and the Dolphins. I just maybe I would have feel better if the Commanders they would have just smoked the Commanders. They had a fourth quarter comeback, the Commanders, dude. And now they're gonna play possibly Case Keenum. That'd be at least a fun storyline. It'd be funny to tweet about. But I wanted full power, Josh Allen. I wanted this to be the game. The we are Super Bowl actual contenders. Not only contenders, we're favorites. Eagles, Vikings, NFC Championship, if everything goes right. That should be the dream, and we should have been able to back it up with stats. Now we're just going to back it up with feelings. And I'm okay with that as a fan and as a podcaster. That's easy. I can describe feelings. I'm feeling proud. I'm feeling the magic in the air. I'm feeling a team that's winning by the skin of their teeth, but they're winning. Not really a recipe for playoff success, but they're winning. This game's supposed to start... The, a a four-week gauntlet. It was supposed to be healthy Josh Allen. Exciting. Then right into Dallas with Dak healthy, and they're looking strong. Might even Odell Beckham Jr. might be on one of the two teams there. Please be, um, please Odell, if you could just sign with the Vikings, that would be great. Then they play New England, who's up and down. It's always New England, always dangerous, never a give-me game. And then the Jets, who don't know if they're good or not. <laughs> the Jets can't decide if they're going to be good at football or not. They seem good, but then they're going to drop kind of stinky. And they play the really, now it gets kind of easier again. Lions, Colts, then the get a little rematch, or not rematch, a little game versus the Giants with the then the Packers and Bears, which the Bears actually might be okay. Couple storylines going into the game Stefan Diggs versus his former team. Don't be shocked if Diggs has a great game. Not only are they really good at getting him open, there is something about receivers having good games about uh, against their former team. I don't know why. It just seems to kind of work out that way. He will be targeted. Don't be surprised if he gets 100 yards. You know what? I will predict right now that he will get over 100 yards, Stephon Dix. Bills are undefeated at home. Like I said, 3-0. That's a tough, Bills Mafia is a tough song going to play. So for the Vikings to get a win at home versus healthy Josh Allen, that would have been the absolute dream. Now we have to hopefully settle. We still have to win the game. That's the thing. There's no such thing as a gimme. This isn't college football where Ohio State's playing Purdue or Ohio State's playing Indiana or Rutgers. This is NFL. Everyone can beat anyone. It is actually 
I always love the saying, it's harder to go 0-16 than 16-0. and 0. Because the talent is so even and so good that Case Keenum can throw four touchdowns and that might be a cool story. I mean, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, guys. Because his team was just better. It'll be exciting to see. I can't wait. James Cook versus Dalvin Cook. That'll be a fun matchup. Dalvin's way better. Dalvin's awesome. I just hope he continues to keep the streak alive. Watch out for TJ Hawkinson. Already kind of almost forgetting TJ Hawkinson, aren't we? Holy shnikes, what a weapon. I Look for him to get his first touchdown. He, I didn't predict he would get a touchdown last week. He will get one touchdown this week. Book it. And hold me accountable to that. He will get one touchdown. A lot of injuries, a lot more injuries. Milan, uh, uh, a lot more injuries on the Bills than it is the Pan- uh, the Panthers, Jesus, the Vikings. Thinking about the Panthers, I was talking so much about the uh, Bills, Panthers thing. So watch out for a more injured team with the Bills, which should increase the likelihood of victory for the Vikings with Shaw and Zadarius Smith playing out their freaking mind. This is a potential a potential Super Bowl matchup. I don't think it would surprise anyone. I think they would say it's unlikely, but I don't think it would surprise anyone. Von Miller, stop him. Got to stop him. Dara Shaw, it's time to really step up there. Not that you haven't stepped up phenomenally. One of the best value pickups the Vikings have ever could have possibly have gotten with the 27th pick out of Virginia Tech, that dude has been, I saw t- earlier this week, PFF rated him a 90.8 offensive tackle. Just, and he's on the left side. Like, guys, that is so good. Like, that is unbelievable. It opens everything up. It makes Kirk a better quarterback. It makes Dalvin a better running back. It's just huge, big body, huge, huge, huge best thing possible. That's really all I have for you this episode. Let's go into final predictions. So, my official Vikings prediction. Being not a homer, I gotta be honest. I gotta be a professional. I am verified on t- on Twitter now. I'm important, damn it. I'm an authority. If I had to do a final prediction, the final score... Of the Vikings versus Bills in Buffalo. With Josh Allen. I'll do one with Josh Allen playing. And one without Josh Allen playing. With Case Keenum. If Case Keenum plays. No Josh Allen. The score will be. 27-20. With TJ Hawkinson having one touchdown. That will be my little. Uh, my parlay. If. Josh Allen plays. It will be 27 23 Vikings win. And the Vikings go 8-1 and one into the next week playing Dallas. If you guys like Minnesota Twins baseball, I have a baseball podcast. I post every Wednesday morning. Right for your morning drive, 6.30 in the morning. Twins baseball. Free agency's heating up. Will Carlos Correa stay? Will he go? Uniforms next week. Subscribe to the Twins Off-Speed Podcast. If you like wild hockey episodes after every game, the night, the morning after, follow the Wild Off-Ice Podcast. 
If you like the Minnesota Vikings, follow this one. Give me a five-star review. It means the world to me. Interact with me on Twitter. Brandon Off Tackle, no E. B-R-A-N-D-O-N-O-F-F-T-A-C-K-L. That's my at sign. I'm verified. I'm important, damn it. I love interacting. It's one of my favorite things to engage with people. Hit me up with a follow. I will see all of you guys back on Monday talking about, hopefully, the Vikings victory.